Hey y'all, welcome back. Part two here on the Thursday, June 30th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where Scott Meadows, Pigeon Forge head football coach, came on this edition of the show. Uh, thank you uh, to Coach for coming on the podcast today. It was a lot of fun picking his brain on his philosophy, the wing tee, learned a lot about the wing tee and uh, what makes that so unique and so difficult uh, to start, uh, to use this top, excuse me. I'm um, looking at just the growth of his team last year and why 2021 was such a successful year for the Tigers uh, up in Pigeon Forge. Um, his connection with Coach Heron, who is now uh, at Camden County and just a head coaching legend in the state of Georgia and the high school level. And, you know, just uh, where the starters are at this year, uh, returning a lot of important depth and just why there's a lot of reason for optimism for Pigeon Forge football going into 2022. So very much enjoyed my conversation with Coach Meadows on all things Pigeon Forge and high school football. So thank you guys will enjoy it as well. And also we'll learn a lot. So thank you for making the Chase Most Podcast part of your Thursday listen as we keep uh, the Thursday edition of the program rolling wrong, rolling along. Excuse me. We still got one more part, a uh, full ride with Matt Green on all things college football coming up after this. But before we do that, we got part two here on a Thursday on the Chase Most Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Watch this episode and everything else and all kinds of other great uh, video content over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah. All right. Part two coming up. Just one second. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate that. Right, we're I back. hate it. I hate it. On the Chase Thomas Podcast, taping this late on a Wednesday with a first timer. We've got Scott Meadows up there in Pigeon Forge. I'm not really good with directions. I don't know uh, what direction I'm going if I'm going to Gatlinburg from downtown Knox. Where? Which way is that, Scott? Do you know? Well, you, uh, you to get to Gatlinburg, you'd have to go through Pigeon Forge from right. Yeah, so which yeah, way yeah. am I going, though? Which, is that north, south, east, or west? Which, which way am I going? And, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so bad with directions. I don't even say, like, because uh, I, I, I know, I know which way to put, point my car. And to exactly. Go. So, you know, uh, they tell us that in school, you know, the north wing's got this and south wing, and I don't know which one's which, so I'm, I'm right in the middle, so I just take both, both of them as breaks. So, you know, it is what it is, so I don't – I don't know. I have no earthly idea. I'm gonna let's say uh, let's say northeast. How's that? Okay. There we go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, well, I'm excited to talk with you tonight about your program and everything you got going on. You had a big time season in 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot to be proud of with the run that y'all went on last year uh, before the Alcoa playoff game. But I I want to start. Just how's your summer going? Uh, what uh, what have you been able to do? The dead period, um, obviously, right here. Uh, for Tennessee football, but uh, high school football. But were you able to get a lot of your installs in, do a lot of what you wanted to do? I imagine most things are back to normal for the most part, right? They are. They are. We uh, we started uh, – we get out of school a little bit later than most – uh, most counties in the huh. in the in the state, uh, simply because of tourism. Because uh, we start school later uh-huh. than everybody else, just because a lot of students in the county they work, and a lot of teachers actually work in the tourism. You know, whether it be at Dollywood or whether it be at you know the hotels or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we start school a little bit later, and uh, so we didn't get out of school until actually June first. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so. Uh, then we have uh, that was a Wednesday, and then um, we had um, 
uh, well, I call it a freshman training camp because we, we can't have our freshmen come in with us until school is out, uh, hmm. is dismissed. And they're actually part of the high school at that point. And um, so we had a freshman training camp on uh, uh, second and third, Thursday and Friday. And then we brought the varsity in starting June 6th. And um, we, got a, we got a lot done. Uh, we've got, um, you know, a lot of uh, strength and conditioning. We, we go three hours a day. Hmm. And uh, first hour and a half, we go um, – Strength, condition, strength and conditioning. And then the last hour and a half, we actually practice. And uh, so we got a lot of install in offensively and defensively. And um, we did that for three weeks. And now we're on dead period for the next two weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, we can go back July 11th. So you, do you feel pretty good? Like with June 1st, getting out of school, are you like, how do you uh, divide your spring, uh, your spring strategy with your summer? Is it different than most programs around the state? Do you have to kind of go about it in a different way? Well, I'm going to, yeah, kind of, I guess we, we, you know, we've, uh, we've got, um, we try to push our spring practice back as far as we can. And Mm -hmm. so it will, um, we kind of butt up against the uh, week before final exams and then the following week is summer workouts and so we just mm-hmm. kind of uh, put it in a in different steps that we're going to be uh, you know our spring practice may have started may uh, just mm-hmm. may 8th I don't remember the exact date but you know we just have that one week off during dead I'm sorry during uh, um final exams and then we just kind of pick up where we left off from spring practice mm-hmm. so we just try to make it a just a, a good flow there interesting so when you uh when you look at where your team's at how much do you think is going to be different from a season ago have you been uh, like i'm always curious because you don't know who's coming into the program obviously you talk about the eighth graders mm-hmm. not being able to get in until uh, school's out and kind of figuring out what your roster is going to look like. Do you have a pretty good feel at this point? Like we're almost in June and we're in the dead period. Like you talked about, like, do you have a good idea of what you're going to be able to do based on last year? Or do you think it's still uh, a lot of the summer is going to dictate uh, how much changes from a season ago? Well, we've got, we've got a lot of starters coming back from last mm-hmm. year. And so, um, I mean, you know, I'm pretty much like every other coach. I'm, I'm, uh, cautiously optimistic, <laughs> yeah. you know, so uh, because, you know, anytime you're dealing with 14 to 18 year old kids, I mean, mm. you, you know, if, you, if somebody breaks up with a girlfriend that day or something like that, I mean, you know, it's going to be bad, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, I feel good. I feel good about our team. I feel mm. I do. And, uh, you know, we've got two kids that they were first team all state. They were coming back this next year and uh, one's a defensive lineman and one's a running back. And, uh, you know they've been great leaders during the uh, during the summer, but the uh, the whole senior class really have been have been tremendous leaders for us. So uh, you know as long as you have that and and uh, kind of build on what we did the last year and and the previous year, um, then you've got a good you know you got a good foundation. Who are you looking at outside of uh, the returning starters to really step up as as leaders this fall? Well, the, you know, we've got some kids that we've got a couple of kids that's transferred in and mm-hmm. um, the, and I think that they could be pretty special for us. And and, um, you know, we've got um, 
we've got one player. Uh, well, we've got a couple of players actually, running back type kids, and you know, mm. uh, one's named Carson Blaylock, one's name is uh, uh, Blake Hill, and mm. and um, you know, I, I think they will be be very very good. Um, you know, uh, from a returning standpoint, returning starter standpoint, you know, Aiden Howard is is um, just going to be a junior, and he he's he's a special football player, and mm-hmm. uh, so he's also a running back. And, and with us running the wing tee, it, it you know we've got um, we've we feel very comfortable playing. You know, our obviously our starters, but we've also got some very very capable backups now. Uh, you know. Uh, on the offensive line, you know, we we got we got three or five guys returning, you know, and so um, then defensively, you know, we we played really really well last year, and we've got a lot of those guys coming back, you know, so um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a whole lot of fun watching them, and um, you know, uh, unless you know. I, unless they're high school kids, and uh, you have to pull your hair out. That's the reason I shaved my head. So uh, there you I can't go. Do that. There you go. That's it. Um, so the wing tee is so interesting because not obviously not a lot of programs out there running that anymore. Um, is that your preferred offensive philosophy? Is that just kind of the nature of the the region that you're coaching in? That for whatever reason the wing tee is just the best offense with the kind of players that you're getting. Would you run something different depending on where you're at, or is this kind of your bread and butter uh, system? Yeah, no, I've I've been running that ever since I've been been a head coach, and, and, mm. and um, um, whenever I was an assistant coach, I would actually only try to work for people that ran the wing tee, and just because mm. I just love the offense, and there's so many things that you can do, and uh, you know, we we uh, I'm going to say seven years ago, we we went to more of a shotgun wing tee stuff, and. And, uh, you know, a lot of formations and so forth, but it's got a, there's so many different things you can do with it. Um, and the type of players that you've got, you know, you don't have to have those, you know, big, you know, six, four, 300 pound linemen. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of angle blocking and so forth. And, and, uh, it's, um, I think it's a tremendous offense, but you know, that the wing T is my philosophy, but there's different, um ways of running the wing tee in other words you know you got the buck series you got the uh belly series and so mm-hmm. forth and so you've just kind of got to and i always tell my coaches this we're going to mold our philosophy to what the players can do to be successful you know we're not going to beat beat down the you know uh door with saying okay we're running this play and we've got to be able to and well if the kids can't do it Okay, you've got to be able to kind of mold your offense to what the players can do to be successful. Is there something that um, I'm always curious because like uh, there's just so many teams that run zone schemes now and Mm -hmm. it's what you want to do is where um, you have to be a lot more uh, just with I think in college in the NFL, if you watch a lot of tape and you examine like what they're doing, like it's there's a lot more that they have to do to hide. Like if this is run and pass, like whether that's a lot more motion, whether that's a lot more the high hat, low hat reads where they're disguising that and mm-hmm. just making sure the defense cannot just look, okay, all the, all high hats. Like we know where this is going for wing T. Is there a way, because it's a lot of zone blocking that you're able to disguise what, uh, what you're doing more so to keep defenses honest in that regard? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's so many different, you know, the, 
if you run one particular play, you've always got a counter off of it. Yeah. And so, but all the blocking scheme looks a whole lot the same, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, and you alluded to it just a little bit ago, not very many people run this type of offense. So, you know, we've got, um, we try to run so many different formations and these, these plays, the defense preparing for us that week don't have that much time to prepare for us. You know, yes. they, they, you know, especially if you're playing, you know, week four, week five, or whatever the case is. I mean, they they've got basically three days in case yeah. to prepare for something they've never seen. And yeah, so, they're mostly dealing with eleven personnel week to week. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that that that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, we we want to be able to do stuff. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I just hired a coach that we I actually coached against last year. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, he said, well, anytime, you know, where you're playing a Scott Meadows team, you're going to be, you've got to stop the buck sweep, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so he came to our spring practice and we didn't put buck sweep in at all because mm-hmm. we didn't have, we don't have that type of person in personnel. You know, we've mm-hmm. got a different type of personnel to run, you know, the belly or the belly option or stuff like that. But everything we want to make sure everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. And um, but and, you know, and again, you're dealing with 14 to 18 year old kids. If you give them a little bit of eye candy in the backfield mm-hmm. okay, and their eyes go one way or the other, uh, then you got them, you know. And so uh, uh, so it, it's. um you know, a lot of people think it doesn't don't like this offense, and uh, mm. a lot of people that don't like it usually can't stop it. Well, it's just a pain. It was. Just, it's just one of those things, like you said, and what you're talking about, where it's like when you're so used to eleven personnel and a certain mm. kind of scheme, like you cannot. Like defensive coordinators are just frustrated because they're like, "We're not going to see this." Like you're not going to spend the summer playing uh, teaching uh-huh. your guys to defend the wing tee. They just can't. Right, right, and no, they're they're not. I mean, you know, you know, our big thing is we don't have a whole lot of running plays, and we don't have a mm-hmm. whole lot of passing plays. But what we try to do is add so many different formations that we can run every single running play or pass play out of all these different formations. Now, mm-hmm. I'm saying that, you know, a lot of teams will face uh, that face us. They're going to spend a whole lot of time on defense. Uh, with their linebackers reading guards, they're pulling this way. Mm-hmm. You're you know, well, if we give them a lot of different formations, they've also got to during the week be prepared how to line up to all these different formations. Well, that's mm-hmm. going to take away from their time of those linebackers or whoever reading their keys. And mm-hmm. so, um, plus, you know, we're going to give a whole lot of different formations from the standpoint we want to try to outflank people. And mm-hmm. so at some point, one of our formations, we're going to outflank people and then we're going to be, you know, we'll hit it on that side. Whenever they do bump, then we've got those, the same exact play just going the other side, but we may be unbalanced on one other side. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've talked all over the country on this stuff and it, it's been uh, um a lot of people have asked questions about the formations and so forth. We think that our formation is actually a system within itself, you know, mm-hmm. and so and how to move people around to outflank people and get people in trouble. So it's uh, for us, it's a whole lot of fun, but we don't face the wing tee either. So, you know, whenever that's we're true. On it. So uh, so it, it's a whole lot of fun. I like it. It seems like this would be something that 
young quarterbacks struggle with. Like you're putting a lot on their plate pretty early on, I, I imagine. So it's something that you want a junior or a senior under center most of the time, right? Well, no, no, not necessarily. I mean, because hmm. it, it's, it depends upon the, um, you know, if it's a first year starter, say he's yeah. a, 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 a sophomore, I've started a freshman as quarterback in this system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you can teach them the base plays mm-hmm. and don't put too much on them, then everything works perfectly. Now, if you can mm-hmm. add the quarterback run out of it or the quarterback buck sweep or, you know, different things with it, it it's great. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you can teach them just the basic parts of it, and then all it is is you're trying – I tell the quarterbacks this all the time – you're trying to be a magician. And so mm. we're trying to get the ball and turn our back to the linebackers as soon as possible. And so mm. if we can work on that and we bird dog our steps every single day from day one until we're playing the last round of the playoffs that we're playing in, you mm. know, we're, we're, we're bird dogging our steps make sure our steps are perfect. And um, so, um, and they, they seem to enjoy it. Plus, you know, playing a, playing a young kid in there at quarterback, it, it's it's not that big of a deal, really. I mean, now you know, it's tougher to play a younger kid at one of the wingbacks or or somewhere like that because they mm-hmm. they've got they've got to buy into these kids have got to buy into that they're not a zone tailback or a running back there where they're going to get it you know twenty twenty five times. We've got mm-hmm. three running backs back there, and you know. Each one of them may get it 12 times or they mm-hmm. may get it, you know, one may get it if they get hot, one of them may get it 15 times or 18 times, the other one get it six. But, you know, I always tell them, you know, if you don't block, you don't carry the rock. So, <laughs> don't, you know, if, if so if you've got to be able to commit to doing your job, same mm-hmm. way with the quarterback, okay? And you're talking about being a young kid. If he can go through his steps – Okay, properly, you know, and, and carry out his fakes and so forth. I don't care. I really don't care what grade they're in or anything like that. They're going to play. I imagine scrimmaging. So for your defense, because your offensive personnel, you're running wing T, like that's not what they're facing week over week. How do you kind of like prepare your defense with your offense in a completely different set? How do you keep them uh, ready to go for what they'll usually see on Fridays, considering your offense isn't running that kind of stuff? Well, the biggest thing is with you know, like I said, we also go to the shotgun wing tee some, mm. and so we'll we'll have doubles on both sides. We'll have trips open. We'll have whatever, and with a lot of motion, and mm. um, so we'll whenever we go against the defense, that's that's what we'll run whenever they need to see. You know, okay. during the preseason, you know, mm-hmm. per se, uh, whenever we're doing scout cards or something like that, and we've got the offense over there and we're running through some stuff. I mean, they're, they're used to getting in doubles or tri- mm-hmm. like I said, trips open or whatever, you know, and so, um, so it's not, it's not that big of a, big of an issue for us. It's so interesting. Like I was watching uh, Colquitt and doing some tape study on Colquitt Valdosta. They had a crazy game last fall. And uh, you see some stuff where I, <laughs> you'll see a coach jump up and down where you'll see it where it's like uh, making sure a quarterback sees this read where it's like, because hey, it's mostly a one read situation for most of these right. guys. And it, you just look at it and you're like, oh, they're in cover zero. They're in tight man. And this tight end is just going to torch this linebacker. He's going over. Like it's over. He's in the hash. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. done. And they're just making sure that's your read right there. Do you... 
I, I just I'm so fascinated because your team, like you're you're just not doing that. You're not having these uh, cover zero situations where you're getting man on man. We're like, hey, look outside like that. You need to know where this ball needs to go right now. Like this is the situation. Go here. Um, do a lot of guys want that? Like, or do they just know that going in like this is the style and those kind of scenarios are just not going to be a part of our offense ever? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it. they've never brought it up to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they, if they, if, you know, are wondering it or, you know, asking months, I've never heard it, but, yeah. you know, um, you know, and I mentioned earlier that I, I used to coach down in, in Georgia. I, I coached for, uh, I was an assistant coach down there and I worked for a guy named Jeff Heron. And, oh yeah. He's got yeah. a, uh, Camden now, Camden. right? He's at Camden yeah. now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I probably learned more from him than any coach I've ever learned huh. learned anything from. He is just unbelievable. And he and he's a machine you know, wherever he goes. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, most mm-hmm. unbelievable coach I've ever been around. And he is a tremendous friend of mine. And I would never tell him that personally because he'd get a big <laughs> head. But yeah, uh, you know, high school, college, pro, whatever, any coach that I've talked with, he's the best I've ever been around. Hmm. And he always used to say, you know, this is what we do. And the kid, you know, whenever the kids buy into it, mm-hmm. then, you know, they don't ask questions because we continue to win. So right. they don't ask, you know, if you're not winning, then they're going to ask those questions. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough that, um, you know, my I've been at, at uh, Pigeon Forge actually twice. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew that or not yet. Yeah, you retired. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had some heart issues and I got mm-hmm. back out and I got out and my cardiologist said that I could go back. And mm-hmm. uh, it took another year for my wife to agree for me to go back. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I came back and mm-hmm. and we've had some success with it. And so the kids really haven't, you know, questioned very much at all, you know, yeah. because we have had success with it. And um, once we do that, uh, you know, uh, everybody kind of buys in, you know, the mm-hmm. question I always ask the players is this, what are you going to do to make the person next to you better? Not, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to be, you know, what are you going to do today during practice to make your teammate better? And, you know, you got to push yourself. And if you push yourself, you're going to make your teammate better because he's going to see it and so forth. Mm-hmm. Once they buy into all that, then you don't have those type of questions. What have you done differently to kind of make sure that you can keep this thing moving and keep coaching uh, in terms of uh, why you retired to begin with? Like, are, uh, have you co- do you coach differently? Do you uh, just is there just a different perspective now that you have? Like what uh, what's changed uh, since before? Well, the biggest thing is um, I really haven't changed, you know, the way I coach. I don't I don't, you know. I don't lose my mind quite as much, you know, mm-hmm. but um, during the off season is, is, you know, I don't stress over it during the off season. I'm, mm. um, I tr- actually um, play competitive golf. I travel all over the Southeast uh, okay. and, and play in golf, uh, golf tournaments all over. And, and uh, so, you know, that gets my mind off of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can move forward with um, and I'm very, very fortunate. I've got some tre- some tremendous um, assistant coaches and so forth. And and, um, you know, they do a lot of stuff during the off season, And, and I, you know, we we meet quite often. But, um, you know, I'll 
I'm not saying every week or anything like that, but we, you know, I'll leave on a on a Wednesday to go to Florida and spend four days and play in the golf tournament, uh, you know, and a, a mini tour tournament down there for, I did that twice, been in Georgia, been in Mississippi and so forth. And and so I've, I, that's my, uh, what do you say, get away from everything, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so that, that is really, um, helped me out a lot. I mean, it really mm. has. And I've been doing that for, for a couple of years now. And, um, it, it's just really, really helped. Any fishing or hunting too, or is it strictly golf as your getaway type deal? No, golf. I don't know anything. Now my sons, they, yeah. they, 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 they hunt and fish, but, but you're not uh, a part of it. You don't go. I am not, I am not, you know, I, I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't, you know, going up, getting up in a tree stand and sitting there in the cold and waiting for mm. a deer to walk by. I'm just not, you know, I'm, that's not me. But, you yeah. know, God love everybody else that does it, but uh, that's not me. So I'd much rather be, uh, you know, on the golf course at being 45 degrees rather than tree stand, you know. Well, are they golfing with you at all? No, no, my middle son does. He yeah. he golfs with me some. Do you and, let him um, win at all, or are you just like I'm gonna kick your tail right now? I'm I'm not going easy on you. Oh, I don't go easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> he's 27 years old. I ain't gonna yeah. go easy on you know. And so my oldest son, he's actually uh, um, lives in um, uh, or is actually going to be moving. He's going to be a dad. And my, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm Congratulations. Gonna, uh, Thank you very much. He's been he and his wife are moving to Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, uh, next week, but um, you know, and then I've got four grandkids, other grandkids that run around like crazy from our daughter, you know, our daughter's kids, and and mm. uh, so. Um, but that, but my middle son, he uh, he actually coaches with me. And mm-hmm. um, he is actually at Liberty University right now as an mm-hmm. intern as a, a strength on strength conditioning and uh, okay. for the football. And uh, the but um, he does a tremendous job, but yeah, it ticks him off a little bit whenever you know I beat him somewhat. So, are you pretty uh, close to Hugh Freeze? Am I personally? Mm-hmm. No, I, I've never met Hugh Freeze, but okay. no, obviously my son has, but I, yeah. I, I haven't met him at all. And, and I was real proud of him. I mean, he, he's, he did all that. I didn't know. I know a lot of college coaches. So I didn't know anybody at Liberty and mm-hmm. he took the initiative and, and did it. And, and, uh, he wants to see if that's the path that he wants to take, you know, get into college strength and conditioning. And, uh, he, he does our strength and conditioning here. And, uh, uh, I probably bugged him way too much up there because I said, okay, yeah, I know what you got to do up there, but you need to send us a workout mm-hmm. <laughs> down here for during summer. So, yeah. uh, you know, so it is what it is, but he, he's doing a great job and, and I'm proud of him. And, and, uh, so we're, uh, uh, but to take it easy on, they wouldn't take it easy on me I'll yeah. tell you, if at any point in time that, you know, so I'm not going to take it easy on them. If they, if they can beat me, they can beat me, but if they can't, then they're going, they're going to get beaten <laughs> bad. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, when you look at uh, the schedule this fall, what are is there a stretch that you're most excited about? Yeah, I mean we we've got um, of course we open with uh, uh, with Hampton High School mm-hmm. who was in the state championship game last year in two A. Yeah, and um, you know then uh, 
we've got two really big home ball games. It's one's in the middle of the year, one's at the end of the year. We're playing Sevier County High School mm. um, at home, and we're playing Gatlinburg Pittman at home. And um, so there's really not a kind of a stretch, but you know those couple of ball games are going to be really big for us. And and uh, you know whenever we're playing Sevier County, who's you know quite a bit bigger than you know school than we are, and mm. uh, th- that'll kind of show us where we're at. And, uh, you know, we played them last year, got beat 14 nothing, had five turnovers, and, and we had four inside the 20-yard line going in to score. So, mm. I mean, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those that um, you – you know, the, one of the biggest questions I asked the players after the game was I said, okay, I said, how many of you hoped that we were going to win this ball game? And, mm. of course, every one of them raised their hand, and I said, that was the problem. I mm. said, because you, I don't want you to hope anything. I said, you better believe that we're going to win. Whenever you start believing that you're going to win, that's whenever you're going to win big games. So, so it's going to be a good game for us and, and so forth. So, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the season and uh, getting everything started. It's an interesting schedule. I mean, you got three or four at home to start off, and you mentioned the Sevier County game, but then at Alcoa, at Scott, at Northview, Austin East at home, and then at Happy Valley. I mean, it's kind of – that's a rough uh, away-from-home kind of stretch there uh, for oh, a yeah. while. It's, it's not the most balanced home no, and away schedule. No, it's not. We, you know, we, we tried to uh, – last year, um, whenever we were redoing our schedule, um, we, we called a lot of different people, and, and – um, I was wanting to obviously play people that are our size school other than mm. Sevier County. And, um, you know, a lot of things didn't work out for one reason or the other. And, but, um, you know, I had a lot of big schools, six, a schools call them to play us. Of course I wasn't going to do that, but, mm. um, so it, it was, uh, I know we got to travel a lot, but, um, you know, I also want our players to see, um, where we need to get to. In other words, you know, we, we, we play Hampton high school and even though that's a long way away, that's a heck of a football team, you know, and yeah. then we're going to travel up to upper East Tennessee a couple of times. And, and then we'll of course play in Scott County. Scott County used to be in our, our region. So mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of comfortable with that. And, and um, so it, it's, uh, we're kind of all over the map a little bit, but you know, it, it we've got to, uh, we've got to be able to, uh, you know, play at any point in time, anywhere, anywhere we can. And so that's, that's what I want our guys to get used to. What are, what's, what's it going to take to get uh, Camden County on the schedule? We got to get the Heron Meadows ball. We got to get that. Uh, that's not, that's not going to happen. Whenever the first time I was here, Mm-hmm. At Pigeon Forge, um, he was at Grayson High School. Yeah. Oh, I know Grayson very well. Yeah. 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 And at our house. Yeah, and he he wanted he want, he said that he would pay us to come down there and play if mm-hmm. if we can. Well, I mean, he'd have to pay for hospital bills. I mean, he'd have to pay for a lot of things. I said, I'm not. I said, buddy. I said, there's no way possible that that's happening. So was this a Kim uh, Dietz year? I'm sorry. Was this a Kim Dietz year? When Robert was no, there, no, no, Robert, no, 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 no. This is after that. It, it was after him. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, they actually had uh, uh, who was the quarterback that went to Clemson? Oh, um, Chase Bryce. Yes, they had him mm-hmm. and and uh, the linebacker Owen something. I can't pronounce his last name. He went to Auburn and uh, yeah, yeah. He was just a sophomore, 
And I went mm-hmm. down and watched him practice. And, and uh, it was about two weeks later, he called me about playing. I said, dude, I said, there's no way you know, yeah. that that's going to happen. So, uh, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, that. Who's the best one then? Who can we get on the Georgia schedule for you? Who do you think is the, is there someone, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who would make the most sense uh, that wouldn't get you killed down there? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Maybe Cartersville. Well, Cartersville could be fun. I have played, I have coached uh, and coached against many teams down in Georgia. And, and, you know, Georgia football and Tennessee football is two different animals. I mean, I tell people, man, like as someone who's watched a lot of both and been around uh, both sides and been up close, it's just different. Like it's just not even close. Seven day football in Georgia is just a different animal than anywhere else. Yeah, there's not a, there's really not a comparison. There's Mm. really good football teams up here. I'm not taking anything away from it, but you take those elite teams here and play the elite teams down there and there it's not it's not going it's not pretty i mean it's yeah. just not you know and and i had a guy that i grew up with um from i don't know fifth grade on uh mm-hmm. he was a head coach at south forsyth down there yep. Jeff Arnett. and uh yeah he just he, retired and then troy yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. he was in the pot a couple weeks ago yeah yeah he actually caddied for me um <laughs> Back on May 31st in the U.S. Senior Open qualifier. There you go. So, anyway, so I've known him forever. And um, this was a few years back. They were playing Coquit. And I'm going to say it's mm. in the quarterfinals. And uh, Is this a Rush Probst year? Yes, yes, okay. yes. And um, he said, because uh, I knew he had four or five kids, got D1 offers and so forth. Mm. I said, well, y'all got a pretty good shot, don't you? He said, he said <laughs> Mattis, he said they've got like twenty something kids that's got division yeah. one versus so no, no, but he played them to the wire. I didn't mm. know that. He played them to the wire. So uh, it's just different. I mean, it's just yeah. different. You know, uh, it, and you can't you can't appreciate it unless you've seen it. You know, yeah. it's just the way it is. But it's okay. It's just like, I mean, in college football, there's something awesome about watching a Sunbelt game. And there's like, I, App State and Marshall was a lot of fun last year. Oh, it's yeah. like, man, yeah. it's just, it's just different. It's fun, but it's also like, we don't have to do the whole, oh, how does Cincinnati stack up against Bama? It's like, well, obviously those are two different worlds that live in, but it's still really good mm-hmm. football and it still can be really fun in oh, a yeah. different way. It doesn't yeah. all have to be about titles and being the best of the best and that sort of thing. Right. Um, it is interesting too. I'm curious, like with you, I imagine with your offense and what y'all are doing each week and getting the scouting report and looking at who the other teams have, I imagine you have a pretty good feel week to week. If you have, if you're going to win or lose, like I think more so than a lot of other coaches, I would imagine you're like, they have nothing for this. They, they cannot stop the run. They're not going to be, they don't have the guys. They don't have the pieces. We're going to run all over them and they're just going to have to, they're going to have to bend to yeah. what we're doing. And then other times you're like, Oh God, like this offense, I, I don't know. I think they're the path to us winning this one. I feel like there's not a lot of upsets with, with your style, right? Well, usually not. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you know, you play somebody and you, and you really, you know, break them down and so mm-hmm. forth, break their defense down and, and, you know, you know where you can attack and, and, the, the problem with us, um, whenever we're breaking down an opponent's defense, is mm. they're not playing a wing T team the week. Right. The, the, you know, and so we don't know exactly how they're going to line up. Mm. Very rarely do we play a team that line, say they're a base 3-4 or whatever, yeah. that they line up 
the way they did the week before or the two weeks mm. before we get those two films. And so that's the good thing about this offense. You don't necessarily block a man, you block an mm. area and you run your rule. And mm. uh, so, uh, so those are the good things. Now, you know, um, then, I mean, then you turn the film on against Alcoa and, you know, it is what it is, you know, and, you know, I remember, Last year, um, I was midway through the first, no, midway through the second quarter, and I turned to one of my coaches and I said, I've called every play on this sheet. <laughs> I said, and we've gained two as the biggest, you know. I said, Is this the playoff game? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it, we, uh, we didn't play them in a regular season because we, yeah. co- we had a COVID uh, right. deal. And so, mm. um, you know, we could have played, but I've been bringing uh, – we had, I think, eight starters out, and yeah. uh, I've been, been playing a lot of freshmen. And so, I mean, I wasn't going to – You don't want Alcoa with a bunch of freshmen. No, 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 no. And that wouldn't have been fair to Alcoa, you yeah. know. And so um, – but, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, if my kids – and I, we don't talk about winning and losing. Mm-hmm. We talk – you know, if they give me everything that they've got, no mm-hmm. matter – what the outcome is, then I'm never going to get on to them. I yeah. mean, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, if they give me 100% effort, so watching the film and then going into the game, if there is an upset and I know that we are better than them mm. and um, they don't give me the effort, <laughs> even if we do win by a little bit and they're still not giving me the effort, then, then we've got a little bit of a problem. For Pee Wee up, is there kind of like has it permeated down to make it easier when guys get to ninth grade, tenth grade, and stuff like that, where they're running a lot of wing T at the the youth level? Is that is that common in the Pigeon Forge area? Yeah, I mean, um, in a couple of uh, we, of course, we go. We've got like four different you know groups there, and, and yeah, uh, but. Actually, my quarterback from mm-hmm. the 2016 team actually coaches uh, the group right before they come to the middle school. Okay, that's good. That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so our middle school runs it. We run mm-hmm. it, and then that group before they get to the middle school, you know, they're running it. So mm-hmm. that helps out a whole lot. And you know, our numbering system—they've got to know if they can learn it there uh, because it's completely different. Uh, it's not even one side odd, one side. It's a completely different uh, numbering system. So if they can learn it in that fifth grade and then move up to sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then whenever they get in high school, it's just kind of second nature to them. What was the most rewarding part of coaching last year's group? Just watching them grow. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we had uh, we had a defensive lineman that did a tremendous job. Um, and the year prior to that, he was my starting quarterback. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and he was a wing T quarterback. And yeah. I mean, it was, you know, six one, about, you know, 220. And yeah. um, so we had a uh, all state nose guard. He signed with uh, East Tennessee State, and uh, mm. we were losing him. So we were going to bump another kid down. And so uh, to Nose Garden, so we, you know, we were worried to death about that other defensive end spot, and mm-hmm. and um, 
my defense coordinator came to me and um, he said, do you think such and such is going to be able to be quarterback this next year? And we had a young kid coming up and I said, mm. uh, it's going to be doubtful. He said, well, I want him as a defensive end. And, um, I, you know, I kind of, <laughs> kind of looked at him. It was a little weird there for a little bit. And I said, are you kidding? He goes, no. He said, I'll make something out of him, I promise you. I said, okay. I said, that's fine. I said, you're bringing him in and talking to him, though. So, but, And he did a tremendous job. So he was in. Like, you didn't have to sell it. He was in on the change. Oh, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes back to the winning part of it where they don't question. I mean, they just mm-hmm. don't question what's going on. They they, they just want to win, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that's been the good part about it. So, um, you know, and we had a lot of young kids last year, a whole mm-hmm. lot of young kids. Um, we started two freshmen last year, you know, and so a whole lot of young kids grew up. And, um, you know, our first ball game of the year, um, we had six guys starting on the offensive side that had not only not started in a high school varsity game, but had never mm-hmm. played in a high school varsity game before. Yeah. So um, they uh, so watching them grow throughout the years that went on, it was, it was very beneficial. That's really cool. Um, so when um, when you think about this upcoming year, what uh, what would you like to see most? Is there like a I, I, I know you don't want to put wins and losses on and everything, but what uh, what are you most looking forward to from this group uh, bouncing from from last year? What are you most looking forward to seeing? Well, um, like I, I told them this before we left for dead period, you know, mm. uh the 2020 team, you know, build a really good foundation. I mean, mm. and, you know, we, we go seven and four, eight and four, whatever it was. And then last year's group started building, you mm. know. And so this year's group, I want them to continue to build what we can build at Pigeon Forge High School. And, mm. um, you know, that's the biggest thing is, you know, we've got to – whether wins win or lose, you know, mm. the biggest thing is we want to continue to um, – for teams that's going to be playing us, no, for 48 minutes, they're going to be in a battle, you know. Mm. And uh, so we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. We're not going to do anything but play as hard as we can from, you know, the opening kickoff to the last whistle. And so, you know, that that's what I'm looking forward to and just kind of seeing some of these young guys – that's going to have to step up and play and um, take some spots of the guys that's left from last year. Uh, see what see what they're about. That's cool. Um, are you a reader at all? Are you read anything this summer? What are you getting I into? Defenses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it. That is a great answer. I have not heard that one before. I like it. Yeah. No, okay. no, I read a little bit. I do. Okay. What do you read? Yeah. Nonfiction, fiction. What do you get into? Oh, no, 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 none of that. I'm, none of that. Okay. I'm not, no, 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 no. no. I, I, don't get, don't, you know, listen, you know, whenever I, gradu- <laughs> whenever I graduated college, it was, you know, how they put that thing on your hat. It was, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Those, the cap and gown, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And mom said, Lottie, how come? Instead of, you know, it, it's just a miracle that, that that happened. So I know about football, I know about golf. And so the reading part, you can ask my English teachers from a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't hit. I didn't hit that very hard. Okay. Are you watching any shows, movies? Oh yeah. My okay. What are you doing? I, my wife and I we uh, we binge watch. What have you been to watch recently? 
It's actually on Hulu. It was called uh-huh. The Bear. Oh, I've heard about this. Is this the uh, is this the waiting tables show? It was is about the it was about. Um, so we used to watch a show called you might have seen it, uh, Shameless. Yes, yes, that's okay. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, is it good? You remember, you remember mm-hmm. Lip that was yes. on? Okay, he's in this, and he actually uh-huh. is a world renowned. He was a chef at this place that was just absolutely unbelievable. His, uh-huh. his uh, brother died and left him a just a greasy spoon restaurant, and so. Yeah. Uh, that's how it all starts. And so it, it's, uh, so he's actually the owner of it and, uh, mm. he's got a band of misfits in there. And, uh, so he, he, uh, it, it's a great show. It really okay. is. And we just finished it yesterday. There you go. How many seasons? Is it one? Oh, it's just the first season. Just the first okay. season just came out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I'd recommend that to anybody. Okay, we'll end on this. Dollywood, uh, what's your favorite spot? Do you have a favorite ride, a favorite thing to do at Dollywood? You know, it's it's fun. somebody else asked me that not too long ago. Mm. Uh, do you go to Dollywood all the time? I went, we we moved up here in 2013. I went in mm. 2013. I have, I've not been back. So Oh, wow. <laughs> I have not. And, yeah. Uh, it's not that it's not a tremendous place. I'm not saying that mm. at all. But, um, you know, whenever whenever I got hired up here, my superintendent, whenever he offered me the job, he said, he said, coach, he said, I want to tell you, he said, you know, you go to work every day, but you're on vacation every day. And so hmm. there's so many things to do, you know, yeah. um, by, you know, like my daughter and, and her husband and, and grandkids, they've all got a, a season pass and so forth. And, hmm. uh, you know, whenever they go and my wife sometimes goes uh, to Dollywood, well, as you're going from our house to Dollywood, you pass a golf course. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's Verbal Golf mm-hmm. Course right there. Yes. So nice mm-hmm. stop right there. So <laughs> and they they go on. So <laughs> Well, do you have a favorite Pigeon Forge spot? Is there a best restaurant location? Oh, what, yeah. Your favorite? yeah, I mean I would if, yeah. I can't I'm going to the doctor tomorrow just for a checkup, but uh, yeah. I can't tell her this, but uh, Blue Moose <laughs> Okay. Oh man, it, it's uh, what kind of food is it? Yeah. Well, the only thing that I think's there is chicken wings. Okay. So, oh, How do you do your wings? Oh, wet or dry? God. Oh, wet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, Flats uh, or drums? I'm sorry. Flats or drums? Oh, drums. Oh, drums. I would not have taken you as a drum guy. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Like all drums. No, you're not a flats guy whatsoever. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No. And uh, hmm. they've got they've got everything there, but it's yeah. it's a uh, kind of a you know in a little shopping mall top deal there, and mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it is it's uh, look it up. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. it's tremendous now. Blue Moose. Uh, well, we'll be there in a couple of weeks, so we're gonna. Okay. I, I'm gonna do this. I'm I'm gonna check this out. Blue Moose. There you go. And I'll report back to you. And yeah. I'll please do. Please do. Scott, how do the good folks uh, support uh, Pigeon Forge football this summer, this fall? What can uh, what can they do for all the East Tennessee listeners today? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? You broke up on me. Oh, what can uh, the good folks do to support Pigeon Forge football uh, this summer and this fall uh, for the East Tennessee folks? Oh, well, the biggest thing, you know, we've got tremendous support here. I mean, mm-hmm. we do. And, um, you know, the um, uh, they can come out and, you know, 
just support the guys. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, the players love running out on the field and the stands being packed and so forth. But, you know, we've got a tremendous city. Um, we've got people that support us like crazy. We're just now finishing in a uh, brand new uh, two-story field house in the, in the end zone. There you go. You know, it's over 8,000 square feet. I mean, it, it's just tremendous, you know, and uh, we've mm. got new turf down on the field and uh, the other day and, or they finished it the other day. And I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, that they, they, you know, if they want to come out and, um, you know, I think we've got one of the prettiest settings. I know Gatlinburg mm. has got the view uh, that is fantastic, but, you know, not too many times that you're uh, on the home side and the play, the game's going on, and then you can look over at the island and Pigeon Forge and see the Ferris wheel going around. Can you <laughs> so, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure can, sure can. So it's, uh, you know, you see the lights in the back, you know. Yeah. From the, I mean, we're just, we're two blocks off the parkway, you know. The okay. Field. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm coming to a game up, this fall. Which game do I go? Which game do I go to this fall? What what game do you want me at, Coach, on the sideline? Sevier County. Okay. Sevier County. Sevier County. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Sevier County. And uh, come by and, and uh, we'll uh, – We'll treat you right. I guarantee it. It's it's a it's a great place, tremendous place. There you go, Coach. This has been a lot of fun. I greatly appreciate you making the time this evening. Uh, we'll have to check back in again soon. Hey, anytime. I appreciate you having. All right, that'll do it for part two here on a Thursday here on the Chase Most Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Pod Network. Go check out all of our other great shows across the Blue Wire Pod Network. Miami Heat guard Duncan Robinson's The Long Shot. We got Insight with Chris Van Fleet. We got Greenlight with former NFL defensive end Chris Long. All kinds of great shows all across the Blue Wire Pod Network. So go check those out today if you've not already done so. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you're an Apple Podcast or Spotify subscriber and you've not already done so, please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps other people find the show and it helps this show continue to grow. Uh, I appreciate it as usual. And thank you so much for making the Chase Thomas Podcast part of your Thursday listen. I greatly appreciate it. Email the program at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com for any mailback opportunities or any questions you might have for me or any of the members of this very show. Tweet at me at chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. All right, part three coming up in just one second. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.